Blog Talk Radio.
of what it is to create a better world. It's this ongoing, deep, archetypal theme, I believe, that shows up in our lives where people have this impulse to give and to serve and to share. And it's, uh, it's a beautiful one. It's an honorable one. It's a biological one, I very much believe. And it's clearly a spiritual one. So, again, thank you all, and uh, we will be doing this again, and I believe well short of another 20 years. <laughs> so keep your dancing shoes on, folks, because there will be a lot of dancing. And talking about dancing, we are going to be spending today's entire show with the uh, author of a book called The Tapping Solution. So we're going to explore the dance of tapping here, and the object of it, the purpose of it, is not necessarily exercise or even the graciousness of dancing, but I would say a different kind of graciousness that occurs in healing. And our guest today, Nick Ortner, who is also the executive producer of a documentary called The Tapping Solution, which has become quite popular, has now... uh, transformed that into a book and it's called the tapping solution a revolutionary system for stress-free living and we'll be learning about what this process is and it will have direct application to all of your lives nick is a very interesting young man he Recently was up at Sandy Hook. He lives near there, actually, and he was very deeply involved in that community uh, in helping with the healing of the grief and the pain that was caused through that terrible tragedy that occurred there not very long ago. And we'll be speaking about that. In fact, Nick and I met at a fundraiser for an organization that emerged from that relatively recently in Manhattan. And Nick has also dedicated the proceeds of the first uh, 10,000 copies of his book, the profits of which he has dedicated to that organization. It's a very beautiful thing, and it just shows what the heart wants to say when it's given the space to speak. So, Nick, are you on the line? Mitchell, I'm here. Sounds like you had a, a good time last night. I'm sorry I missed it. Uh, oh, I am sorry you did too. We had a very <laughs> special time. And, and I, I know why were people, you there? Uh, you know, it's been busy with the book. And I know some people actually think that we're going to be doing some tap dancing on, uh, from your intro, so we should probably clear that up pretty quickly because that's <laughs> yes, indeed. often what people think when they hear about tapping. You're doing what exactly? Yes, right, right, right. It's it's. But I I made it clear it's a form of dance, but it doesn't exactly involve the feet. Yeah, that yeah, exactly. Bit of the feet exactly. tapping. You're tapping the feet. So Th- that's it. That's it. It's an exactly. interesting and valuable distinction here. Well, Nick, I we really did have a wonderful time, and I wanted to honor the people who contributed so beautifully to last night's event. Twenty years of public service, as you know, is uh, is a big gesture. Yeah. And uh, I've had a lot of people who have helped me do this over the course of those years, and I really want to uh, honor them. And Wonderful. Give, them credit, Wonderful. give credit where credit is due, yeah. And I know you know these kinds of efforts because you've been involved in such things in different ways yourself. And... Um, even your interest in getting involved in tapping is very much from that heart space of how can I help and how can I be of service to our world, to uh, to humanity. And um, We at A Better World, this is an ongoing theme of our shows, so I really want to honor you for stepping into the tapping idea and solution. Thank you. Can I say Thank that? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So tell us a little bit about the tapping solution and EFT, and of course I've studied it many moons ago. I think it's fabulous. I think I even saw your film at the ICEAM conference a few years back. Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah, so it was. Uh, I didn't see it in toto, but what I saw, it was very engaging, and uh, you did a beautiful job. So thank you. Why don't you just kind of take it from the top, Nick, and explain to our audience what it is. Absolutely. So the the reason we're talking about tapping, um, not because we're tap dancing, because we're doing a process 
that we are literally tapping on these endpoints of meridians on our body while saying certain statements. And, you know, it's really a combination of ancient Chinese acupressure, that's the tapping component or acupuncture without the needles, and modern mm -hmm. psychology. Um, a lot of people know the process as EFT. EFT is the form of tapping that I personally learned and focus on. Um, but tapping itself was discovered over 30 years ago by a psychologist by the name of uh, Roger Callahan. And he had an experience with a client, uh, you know, really one of these amazing things that happened in our world. Mm -hmm. He was working with a client for a year and a half on a water phobia, doing traditional therapy, talking about it, talking about when it yeah. started, talking about mom. I mean, you know the deal. And um, and they just weren't getting anywhere. And they were by his pool. She was looking at the water, and she said, you know, when I look at the water, I feel so queasy in my stomach. And as it happened, the night before, he had been reading about meridians in the body and that the stomach meridian endpoint is underneath the eye. So really, just on a whim, he said, well, try tapping underneath the eye. So she starts tapping on her eye, and the phobia cleared just like that. Uh, a, a lifelong phobia completely gone. So you can imagine wow. his astonishment at that turn of events. Yes. And um and he proceeded to, you know, spend the next you know, and he and he's still doing work, spend the next thirty years exploring the process and refining it. And the process that I use EFT is developed by Gary Craig, who's one of Roger's students, and he basically yeah. simplified the process and make it and made it really easy and accessible for a lot of people. So you know, mm -hmm. I've spent the last ten years of my life using and studying the process and the last six starting with the documentary and now the book, just sharing it with the world, you know, doing my part in and communicating it in a way that uh, people can understand and teaching about it in a way that's accessible for everyone. That's fabulous. So Roger Callahan's original was called Energy Field Therapy, EFT. And uh, TFT. It was actually he, – he, Roger oh. Callahan did TFT, which is Thought Field Therapy. Oh, and yes. then And then Gary Craig did EFT, which is Emotional Freedom Techniques. <laughs> There's Emotional, a lot of letters oh, here. You know. right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, I always wondered what that was. Thanks for clearing that up. Uh, you know, a lot of acronyms, sort of like the United States government. I'm glad you <laughs> Yeah, <that> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I see. So, Gary's um, brand of it, so to speak, formed what became the basis of most of your education. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, what, what what Gary's genius was the points is really, different? No, well, the, the the points are all the same, and and what Gary's genius was is that he took Roger's process, which was a little more complicated. You had to remember different tapping points for different issues and different sequences, yeah. and that becomes yeah. really hard for people to, you know, they say I'm angry. Okay, I got to look out a chart to figure out what the sequence is, and what Gary determined is if we hit all the major points every time, no matter what. It's going to work, and he was right, and, and the results have proven that over the last 20 years. So the great yeah. thing about EFT is that you do that, you know, at first it's a little awkward to learn the points, where are they, trying to remember, get them right. But once you, you know, take 10 minutes, you memorize them, then going forward it's always the same set of points. Yes. You know, because I think I studied it originally, Nick, as TFT. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay. And, uh... Not extensively, but I'm also an acupuncturist. So I had a particular interest in this because I'm also a psychotherapist. And I thought, well, this is beautiful. I mean, it's a combination actually, of both. You know? yeah. That's right. That's right. And I would have actually thought that tapping one of the kidney or urinary bladder points would have been better for Roger's client, you know, and it would have been interesting to see if he would have gotten similar kinds of results with that, too. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is an ever-expanding field. I mean, the, 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 you know, EFT and tapping sort of fit in the energy psychology field, which is basically saying, you know, there's more to the body than just our brain, and we are working with the brain. I mean, what the latest research has shown with regards to the tapping is that it's actually sending a calming signal to the amygdala. And mm -hmm. as you all well know, the amygdala is that fight-or-flight response center in the brain, you know. Indeed. And, and it's a center that dictates a lot of our responses, whether it be fears and phobias or and reactivity. stress. The reactivity, yeah. perfectly, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there has been some research being conducted into uh, into tapping, into EFT. Yeah, the last five years has really been the growth of a lot of research, over 55 clinical studies, um, double-blind or better, 
publish in peer-reviewed journals. So, you know, we're making a lot of progress. It's slow going. I mean, research is slow going and very yes. expensive. Um, but the discussions exactly. are happening, especially in areas like PTSD for veterans. Um, you yes. know, the existing solutions there are just not doing the job, and the problem is getting worse and worse. So, yes. fortunately, I mean, not fortunately that the problem is getting so bad, but the upside of it is that people are starting to pay attention to other methods and are saying, you know, we have a real problem here that we don't have solutions for. Um, so, you know, when I was at the ICM conference a few years back, I met Dawson Church and yeah. uh, spoke with him about what he was doing, and we were speaking specifically about applying uh, EFT to that sector of the soldiers. Yeah, I mean, Dawson's amazing. He he is really the leading voice in terms of the research and, and making that happen and talking to Congress about it. I mean, there's there's 20 congressmen who are behind you know, just 20 congressmen? To, yeah, there's 20 congressmen who who know about EFT and they're behind it and they'll support it. But the challenge is getting someone to re there was there was a guy who was leading the charge on it and unfortunately he didn't get reelected this past fall. Um, oh, so, you don't mean you know, Dennis Kucinich, do you? No, no, it was a congressman. I forget his name, um, and he just you know didn't get reelected, and he was the one sort of leading leading the battle on sharing EFT, mm. and now we have to find someone else to take up the mantle. Yes. But um, yes, you know, well, it'll it'll get there. Indeed. It'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the beauties, of course, is that it costs no money. It requires yeah. no no equipment. It's you know the human touch, which is always been known as one of the most healing things on the planet. So it only yeah. ultimately feels good. And then there's the other the, the piece of modern psychology, so to speak, uh, which is uh, a form, I imagine, of, I'd like to hear you describe it, deprogramming and then reprogramming. Can you speak about the speaking of words at the same time as touching the points? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, what we're doing really at, at the most basic level, if when, we, when we're speaking these words, we're using them to access memories, emotions, you know, ideas, feelings. So in the example of, of the original example with Mary and the fear of water, she, the water was right there. So she didn't have to say anything. She could feel that fear. But let's say I was working with someone who had uh, fear of heights and were not at the top of the building. They can imagine, they could speak the words about having the fear of heights in order to access that memory, do the tapping, and then send the calming signal to the amygdala and, and really reprogram its response to it. And do you understand how that that works? Well, what's about interesting how that mechanism that, works? Yeah, the research is showing that it happens, right? And uh, the research has yet to show the pathways through which it happens. And nobody you know? knows how it happens, like with no. most things in life. Exactly, okay. exactly. But at least we know, you know, for a long time, and and I'm sure you and I both believe in meridians and the energy body, and that there's more subtle oh, sure. energies than we see with the eye, but. Western psychology, Western medicine, uh, Western thought tends to discount a lot of that pretty quickly. The good news is that not only is this happening, you know, it, it's, it's gone beyond meridians and energy now into saying, look, it's affecting the brain, you know, and we know that. And, and that's the kind of discussion it takes to take it to sort of a more popular level. Exactly. Isn't that true? The brain is a very popular organ. As, uh, <laughs> it is because says everyone understands the brain. They feel everybody that understands is in the, the brain. brain and, you know. Do you know what Woody Allen says? No. What did he say? He said it's my second favorite organ. <laughs> That's very funny. One of my mentors. What can I say? One of my gurus. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. He's well, brilliant. it's it's good to you. You're reminding me in your description of this, Nick, that of. Um, neurolinguistic program, which yeah. I studied with uh, Richard Bandler many, many moons ago, sure. and the whole idea of, of anchoring yeah. and then shifting the anchor, what, it's very similar to that process. Yeah, not, not only is it similar, uh, those that are trained in NLP, neurolinguistic programming, and use tapping with it get extraordinary results. Um, because NLP at, at its basis is a very much a language-based process, right? Where yeah. um, the practitioner is leading people through use of language, and whether it be anchoring or 
you're doing timeline therapy and going through things that's led by language, what the tapping helps to do is to access the body's wisdom. Um, so there's there are a lot of people, Gary Craig himself, uh, founder of EFT, was a master NLP or is a master NLP practitioner. So mm-hmm. um, the yeah, two I, go together very yeah. nicely. They really do. They really do, yeah, absolutely. And I could see it working very well with uh, hypnotherapy as well. It's just a, It's just a natural. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Absolutely. You know, so give us an example, if you would, of uh, a client that you're either working with or, uh, in fact, did you work with that woman uh, who lost her son? I did. I believe it I was. You did. Yeah, I Could did, and I worked with her were on, a, on a weekly basis. We continue to work together. This is the Choose Love Foundation, is that correct? Yeah, it's the Jesse Lewis Choose Love Foundation. It's so beautiful. Maybe can you tell us the story? Let me let everybody know you are listening to A Better World Radio with Mitchell J. Rabin. And today we are spending the entire program speaking with Nick Ortner, who is the author of The Tapping Solution, A Revolutionary System for Stress-Free Living. And he's also the executive producer of a documentary by the same name. And uh, Nick has been involved in this practice. It's a healing practice. It's a psycho-emotional healing practice. It releases stress in various parts of the body and the brain and the nervous system. And uh, it's gotten some phenomenal results over the course of decades at this point. And it's uh, with Nick's work, actually, he's really helping to bring it really to a popular culture. So uh, it's really, Nick, a pleasure to have you on today talking about this. Thanks so much. It was so great to be with you. Absolutely. So give us a, kind of a concrete, this whole space of San Diego. I mean, this is like such a perfect, ripe situation mm-hmm. for seeing the effectiveness of this technique because people are in the most aggrieved state possible, the loss of their child, and then, in reality, life goes on. And so, please, I'd love to hear you tell us the story. Yeah, Yeah, so as you shared in in the beginning of the call, I actually live in Newtown. Newtown, Sandy Hook is sort of a part of Newtown. They're really the same town. Um, And I live in Newtown, Connecticut. I, I own a house here. Lived here for the last couple of years. Grew up in the town right next to here, so you know, I mean, this is this is home. And, well, I um, grew up in Westport, Connecticut, so there we we're go. Yeah. neighbors. We're, we're yeah. neighbors, exactly. So you know, on on December fourteenth, two thousand and twelve, like the rest of the world, I was shocked by what happened, and um, it was it was a terrible day. But it's different when it's your hometown. You know, something just strikes a deeper chord that says, like, this is here. This is something that I can't ignore anymore, and right. just see it on TV. How it look. Yeah, and it's tangible. And and in this particular situation, I think as a, as the world feels with it being 20 children, it was just as shocking as I think we've experienced in at least the last yes. 50 years. You know, um, so. I, and I knew that tapping works incredibly well on trauma relief, on stress relief. So we put together a team. I flew in uh, Dr. Lori Layden, whose experience was in working with genocide survivors in Rwanda. So she had done EFT with them and, again, another yeah. horrific situation and um, yes, exactly. and demonstrated if it can work there, it can work anywhere. And we have spent the last couple months on the ground um, we started the Tapping Solution Foundation, raised some money for that right away. My brother, sister, and I each donated ten thousand dollars, so we got started with thirty grand. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and we've you know been working on the ground. And one of the people that we've been working with, who who you met at um, my book launch party, is Scarlett yeah. Lewis. And and Scarlett lost her son Jesse, uh, her six-year-old son Jesse. And we were introduced to her, and we started working together. Now, yeah. as as you know, Mitchell, normally. I wouldn't talk publicly about any of my clients and wouldn't yeah. share any details, but Scarlett is, <laughs> insists, continues to insist yeah. that I not only share everything about her, but our about our work together. You know, she says, yeah. I want you to tell people exactly what we did in a session. You know, it's actually um, very beautiful, and I we all appreciate that, Scarlett. I want you to know. Oh, so, yeah, uh, absolutely, and she knows that the healing that she's providing people by by letting them into her heart and showing Being how so she's open. doing and um, 
and she's yeah. doing really well. So yeah, it's we've worked perfect. on. You know what's been what's been interesting about this is that we've worked with Scarlett on everything from previous traumas, and now people go, well, what do you mean previous traumas? It's like, well, how are they related to this? But we worked, for example, one of her first sessions on an accident that happened um, that she was in several years back. And mm. I think what happens with the body and the reason why, you know, the sessions sort of unfold and, and you're tense and stressed out about one thing, it leads to another. Next thing you know, we're talking about an accident from five years ago. And it was something her body hadn't cleared, hadn't let go of, and her body was carrying it around. It was affecting her on a daily basis. You know, um, yeah. So that was just part of her healing, and we've certainly... We've, we've tapped together on the trauma of that day, of being at the firehouse, of getting the news. And we're not, you know, a lot of people get confused and they say, well, how do you tap on this thing? And the distinction is that we're not tapping on the grief. Like, she feels the loss of her son every day, you know. Sure. And that grieving process is part of healing. But we're tapping on the stress associated with it and the trauma of that day and everything that's happened since then that has been difficult to deal with. And, you know, just last week, you know, she she had been doing great for um, for a month or two, and just last week we had a session where she said, you know, the last couple of days I've just really felt down. Like, I feel this heaviness in my heart. Like, I'm trying to do this work, and I just feel this heaviness. So we worked together for about an hour, and she felt amazing afterwards. And she said, mm. it's lifted, you know. And she said, I felt like I was starting to go into a depression, you know. A place yeah. where, because what happens with trauma is that, you know, after a couple months, the shock wears off and things, yes. the reality of, hey, nothing's going to change and this really happened is yeah. sets in. So she was about that stage and we worked together and I, I just checked in with her yesterday and she's doing really, really well. So, mm-hmm. again, it doesn't mean she doesn't miss her son, but she's she's called now. I mean, she's called on this mission, the, the Jesse Lewis Choose Love Foundation. We were at a fundraiser this past Saturday for mm-hmm. the foundation and, and that's where I, I gave her a check for over seventeen thousand dollars from the book royalties oh, yes. so far. I saw that yeah. on NBC News. Uh your uh uh publicist Jim Mangino sent it to me, that link, and it was awesome to see that moment. It it was Beautiful. very exciting. It was it was yeah. and, and and other people donated money. Wayne Dyer donated five grand that evening. Um, and uh, and then I decided to do. We did the first ten thousand copies of the book, and I added another five thousand this week. So, um, mm-hmm. so it's going to be the first fifteen thousand copies of the book that I'm donating, a hundred percent of my royalties. Because why not? <laughs> yes, uh huh. Your heart is in it, and you're you're making a, a huge difference. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you. So, when if you were since we've gone this far uh, with Scarlett, uh, what did you? What do you see as the relationship between her past accident and perhaps trauma, mm. emotional, physical, yeah. to the event that occurred with her son? Yeah, such a great question. And and I've seen this really clearly the last couple of months, not only with yeah. Scarlett, but with all the other people we've worked with. And And the best way that I can describe it for other people and for myself because you know we don't it's not like we have stuff to measure this but i sort of like to see you know the the human body as if you imagine it and the human body spirit mind as an empty glass and if you have one traumatic event you pour in a little bit of water and then you have another traumatic event more water more water more water until it overflows right when it overflows you have a mess there's water everywhere and Mm -hmm. that's what's happening here you have a flood, you know. The people yeah. who have not had difficult life situations, or they have, but they've healed them, they've processed them, they've let go, have an easier time with trauma when it comes next, and they can make some sense of it, and they can move on with their lives. And again, doesn't mean they won't be in pain, or they won't be hurt, but they can move forward. The people mm-hmm. who have um, not healed it have just that much harder time moving forward. Well, that's that's an interesting way of looking at it. You know, there's this notion that we repeat traumas mm. that are in our minds and our, emo- our hearts and our emotions. Yeah, or I should say our bodies. You know. Yeah. And that's the sub. Our body is often considered to be the reservoir of our subconscious. 
you know mm. it's not conscious it's buried in our neuromusculature and the work of rolfing and other related body work deep tissue kinds of work had that emotional component of releasing the deeply ingrained physicalized patterns the somatized patterns you know yeah. and yeah. i they act almost there's a magnetic quality to it there's this repetitive habituated quality so our lives show up so often nick and i know you've seen this in your work in patterns mm. and so it's a repeat of some facsimile of something before yeah so you know this is a very touchy area but it's the work of the great subconscious if you will that has more sway of our lives than any of us would really like to uh say if you will <laughs> yeah we're in a lot less charge than we <laughs> than we think we are oftentimes you know exactly Exactly. So how do you address that using using tapping? Well, you know, you mentioned how we how we store these things in our body, and uh, I've seen evidence of that again and again. Um, especially one of the things that tapping is really powerful for is physical pain in the body. Um, I, I'm astonished almost on a daily basis <laughs> how quickly it works. Um, Mm, people have experiences within five minutes. I mean, I, I speak. I'm speaking this weekend in Atlanta at a at a Hay House event, a couple thousand mm-hmm. people, and I will take them through five minutes of tapping. Hey, here's an experience. Right. So yes. there's a couple thousand people in the audience. I'm not even working one on one with them. I'm just guiding them through literally five minutes of the process, and I have them pick a pain in their body or some tension, and within minutes they feel a huge release. And I always have. Multiple people come up to me throughout the day if I'm out in the lobby and say, I had back pain for three months, and it just went away. Like, I, mm. I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. Or I had a headache all morning, and it went away. Um, mm-hmm. in, the document, in the documentary film, The Tapping Solution, that we made, there's a yeah. couple stories. One that is really striking of John, who was a Vietnam veteran with 30 years of chronic back pain. He had, he had gotten hurt actually right after the war and uh, had multiple surgeries, None of them worked, took painkillers on a daily basis, which obviously affected his mood, the way he was, sure. around his family. It affected his life in a huge way. And on top of all that, you take the multiple surgeries, take the medication, his back still hurt. And he, mm. he said to us when we were in his home at a level 9 or 10 on a daily basis. So excruciating pain. And he came to our tapping event that we were filming. We filmed him beforehand in his house. And we filmed him uh, during the tapping event. He tapped for, at most, three or four hours in different group sessions, individual sessions. He wakes up the second morning of the event completely pain-free. And he has remained that way for the last five years. Mm. So it's those kind of stories that really are, are, are not uncommon. And when we worked with John... You know, you can do the tapping on the pain itself and, and find that things move and shift, but we worked with him on his childhood. We worked with him on memories of his father beating him. We worked mm. on, with him on memories from Vietnam, anger about Vietnam, rage from Vietnam, you know. Back pain and pain in the body is oftentimes unexpressed rage. He felt yeah. a lot of rage about what had happened. So we worked on tapping on those issues, clearing them out of the body, and... The pain went away. Awesome. Awesome. When it comes to PTSD, have you yeah. had results as well in a consistent kind of way? Yeah, well, absolutely. Now, PTSD, you know, there's it, it not the place for a five-minute miracle like we see in sometimes or, you know, one-minute miracle where you tap and it's gone. That's right. Um, and, and PTSD, you know, if someone out there is listening and wants to use it for tapping, if they're suffering from some PTSD, I really recommend going to a practitioner, um, whether yes. it be a, a psychologist or psychiatrist who uses EFT, a lot of them are starting to use it because mm-hmm. they see it, it, it works. It makes their practice sure. easier. Um, sometimes sure. it works too well. Clients don't come back, but that's the good good thing. You know? Oh, no, that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing. Uh, but, you know, yes. if you, so yeah, reach out to a trained professional or a certified EFT practitioner that can help you. And, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen amazing results um, on all sorts of cases, what we talked earlier about veterans, and um, and not only results, anecdotal results, but we're seeing the research studies now that are coming out that are showing 
decrease in anxiety, depression, you know, mm. PTSD symptoms across the board uh, just from a couple of tapping sessions. Now, I mean, I know that we're on radio right now. We're not on TV. And another time you'll come down and we'll we'll do a TV show. I'd love to have you. But how can we reach the audience now and show them? Maybe through a, a little bit of an anatomical description. I can, I, I've done it so many times on the radio topic. that <laughs> I got to perfect it as to how to do it. So we can absolutely do it together yeah. and, and people will, will be able to follow along pretty well. So, yes, so let's do this. We're gonna we'll have a quick tapping experience, and um, and as I do in the in the live audiences, see if you can identify some physical pain in your body. That's a great place to start because you know I had pain, then it went away or went down. If you don't have physical pain, look for some tension. You can roll around your neck and your shoulders and see, okay, where am I holding on to some stress in my body? And if your body feels totally relaxed and you have something else pressing in your mind, just pick that issue. You know where. I like to say we look for the most pressing issue. What's the thing you've been thinking about the last two days that just mm-hmm. keeps popping up all the time? And try to be as specific as possible, not just life is stressful or work is overwhelming. Hone in really. What is it? As the more specific you can be, the better your, your results are going to be throughout the process. Yes. yes. So we have our target where we're going to tap on. And now give it a number on a 0 to 10 scale, 10 being the highest in intensity, zero being it's not there. You obviously wouldn't work on that. Mm-hmm. And so we have the target. We give it a number. And then we're going to do some tapping. I'll describe the process and just join along with us. And we're going to use very general language here because I don't know what everyone's dealing with. But the general language mm-hmm. will serve as long as you're focused on the issue and either feeling in your body or thinking about it. Uh, the language will serve just great. All right. So, Mitchell, will you be my echo as we tap along? I will. Wonderful. So we start by tapping on the side of the hand. It's called the karate chop point. It's below the pinky, outside of the hand. You can use one hand to tap on the other, or the other hand. doesn't matter which one. And just tap with four fingers repeatedly and repeat after me. Even though I have this tension in my body. Even though I have this tension in my body. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I have all this stress in my body. Even though I have all of this stress in my body. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I'm feeling so much stress about this issue. Even though I'm feeling so much stress about this issue. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. That's called the setup statement. Now we'll tap through the points. The first point is the eyebrow point. It's on the inside of the eyebrow right where the hair ends and it meets the nose. And you can tap on one side with two fingers or the other side or both sides. The meridians run down both sides of the body. And just tap five to seven times. You don't have to count perfectly. And just repeat this issue. Oh, you say the phrase this issue? Yeah, you just say this issue. You know, if we were working together and you said, I'm angry, you would say, I'm really angry. You know, this, this is called the reminder phrase. It's just serving to keep us focused and, you know, we don't want to actually get distracted by the tapping. We want to stay focused on what it is that the, the issue, issue is. Exactly. So now on the side of the eye, it's not at the temple. It's a little further in next to the eye, right on the bone. Again, one side or both sides, and just say this issue. This issue. So on the other side of the eye, the other end of the eyebrow? Yeah, the other end of the eyebrow, right below it and, and right mm-hmm. next to the eye, right on the bone. Mm-hmm. And now under the eye, again, one side or both sides, right on the bone, this stressful issue. The stressful issue. So that's the stomach point. Exactly. Now under the nose, this stressful issue. Mm-hmm. This stressful issue. Under the mouth, it's above the chin, below the lip, right in that little crease in there. Just tap with two fingers, this stressful issue. This stressful issue. We have three points left. The collarbone point, if you feel for the two little bones of the collarbone, and you go down just an inch, and now to each side about an inch. I like to tap with all ten fingers, both sides. It's pretty relaxing. This stressful issue. This stressful issue. Now, underneath the arm, either side of the body. And you do that on both sides. Yeah, you can do the collarbone on one side. I think a lot of people have a hard time sort of finding that point because it's a very general area. So 
doing both yeah. sides and all ten fingers, just make sure you're hitting it. Yes, yeah, you know? that covers it, yeah. Exactly. Now, uh-huh. underneath the arm, either side of the body, about three inches underneath the armpit, right on the bra line for women. Mm-hmm. This stressful issue. This stressful issue. And the last point, right at the top of the head, this stressful issue. Okay, this stressful issue. And now we take a deep breath and let it go. And that's what's considered one round of tapping. Now, the first time you do it, you're obviously trying to figure out where the points are, and it's a little you know, hard to gauge what's happening. But what we do after each round is we tune back into the original issue. And so if the pain was an 8 or the stress about something was a 7, you say, what shifted? Did it go down to a 6, a 5, or a 4? And mm-hmm. progress is good. You know, Even just moving down 1 in pain, that might take sure. 1 minute to move down 1, and then you continue the process. And it can take five, ten minutes, a longer period to move through it. And then we're also looking for what other ideas, memories, insights come up. You know, the first time you do it, you're focused on trying to figure it out. But when you get more used to it, you're working with a practitioner, you're doing it on your own, you'll find that you're tapping along on some back pain, and next thing you know, you're thinking about work, and you can't let go of the stress at work. That could be a clue that it's related. It could be a clue that if you tap on the stress at work, maybe the back pain will go away. Yeah which I've seen happen yeah. again and again. So. Yes. Very interesting and very simple. And you sure don't have to be an acupuncturist. I mean, I happen to know it's, you know, that's the small intestine point at first, right? And, uh, yeah, you, you probably know a lot more about bladder. it than I do. I, I'm a simpleton when it comes no. to it, you know. I, I just do. used to know. <laughs> I used to know. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I follow the, there's an inherent logic here. That yeah. is uh, nice, and um, I appreciate that. Now, chronic pain is truly mm. one of the most serious issues among human beings. Yeah. You know, people who have been in war, people who have been in accidents, injuries, what have you, uh, and other kinds of uh, sources of the pain. And mm. tell me about the track record that, uh, EFT has had with with this. Well, it's extraordinary. I mean, it really is one of the places where it shines. You know, I mentioned John with 30 years of chronic back pain. Um, that same weekend, that's Jody. An amazing story, right? Yeah, Jody, who had fibromyalgia, um, diagnosed for 15 years. She used to live in a two-story house, but then she couldn't get up the stairs, so she had to move to a one-story house. And and mm-hmm. she always loved the second story of her house. So every day in her house, it was like, oh, she used to go for walks, couldn't go for walks. Every couple of months, it would get so bad that she would get cortisone shots to bring down all the inflammation, and then mm-hmm. it would be a little better for a couple of weeks, and all flare back up. So, you know, for for a bright and shiny person, because that's how she was when I met Jody when we went to her house to film, she had a pretty yeah. miserable existence, you know, mm-hmm. and and it was in a lot of pain. She came to the event. We started tapping together. She it was extraordinary with her. Her knees hurt when she sat down and started tapping. And within 15 minutes, the knee pain went away. It was just that fast. And again, she woke up the second morning, just like Sean, something magical about the second morning, pain-free, slept through the night, and five years later, she's completely fibromyalgia and and pain-free. So, you know, if you're listening and you're in pain or you know someone who's in pain, you know, I'm not saying it's going to work 100% of the time, but it it must be explored because it's so easy to use, so easy to have an experience, so easy to use it yourself for pain management. You know, maybe it helps you to bring the pain from an eight to a four. Well, that's a different standard of living. You know? Huge, um, huge, huge, absolutely. What yeah. other kinds of issues do you find it has been so useful for? Well, a lot of people have used it for weight loss um, and and two I big think areas you there. I about that in your book. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Tap your, your belly? <laughs> you don't tap your belly, though. I'm sure there's some endpoints there you can find. <laughs> um, you know, you go through the same sequence. The two main things where I see people's successful weight loss are using it for cravings um, because it, it seems to calm the body, reduce that sort of emotional anxiety to have the food. I got to have it. I got to have it now. Yes. And And then it addresses all the emotional things behind that. Uh, a lot of times if I do a weekend workshop and demonstrating the use of EFT with different things, one of the things that I'll do is I'll bring up all the junk food 
to the front of the stage, Kit Kats, Snickers, chocolates, <laughs> peanut butter cups, and pass them around so everyone. And the audience tends to be, you know, more women than men at these, you know, these yes, healing uh-huh. conferences. So the, everyone's freaking out, craving the food, you know, <laughs> and um, and we do the tapping on it. And it's usually funny at first, and everyone's laughing until we hit the emotional core to it, you know. Uh-huh. And it says, "I eat this at night because I'm lonely," or "I eat this at night because it's the only way that I can reward myself. Like I'm happy." I deserve this, I'm going to do it, you know, and I'm not rewarding myself in other ways. So when we identify the psychological issues behind the weight gain and holding on to the weight and not sticking to a plan or being successful or exercising, that's when, Mm -hmm. you know, it becomes easier. I mean, the reality is the information is out there right now to lose weight and to get healthy. Um, It's really about being able to stick to a plan. And for some people... They're sticking to the right plan, but they have, you know, their body's holding on to the weight. I mean, I've seen a lot of mm-hmm. women who, will, who, when they get to the core of it, they go, it's not safe to be skinny. Yes. It's not safe to be in great There's shape. There's a belief I'm, system that is yeah. underlying and a perception of reality that has the weight playing a very important self-protective role. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And tapping can help uncover that in a gentle way, too. And, and you know, the challenge was... With where if you don't have the tapping, you know this about yourself, but you go, well, what do I do? You know, and here yeah. you can try to identify the specific memories. I mean, I, I've worked with people that have said to me, it was when my sister told me in high school that I was too skinny that I put on 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's yeah. the moment I still see it. I see what she looked like, and you know, she said I was too skinny, and she was jealous of me, and yeah. she didn't like me, and she made fun of me for being too skinny. And there I decided, yeah. uh-uh not doing this anymore, you know. Right. And, and it seems ridiculous because so, we have these adult minds that want to do otherwise, you know. Yes, right. But it's back to that unconscious or the subconscious that you mind. talked about earlier. That's right. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And there's a whole other level to it, which I know you know, Nick, which is that uh, in that case, her older sister has a position of authority over her. Yeah, And for absolutely. whatever reason, at that you know, and at that given moment, she may have been feeling particularly vulnerable um, that day, that mood, that mm. moment, and yep. the sister, you know, communicated something that was experienced by her as particularly poignant, yeah. and then she had that kind of reaction, and that catalyzed an entire, um, you know, new new pattern. Yeah, yeah, it was a perfect storm of all those things lining up. To, Indeed. You know. Indeed, exactly. Yeah. Is there anything, Nick, that you have found that uh, tapping has not been particularly useful for? Um, you know, I somebody told me because a lot of people have used it to as an aid in healing different diseases. So, you know, I never yeah. say that tapping cures cancer, but tapping can sure reduce yeah. the stress of cancer, which now the body can help to heal, you know, so it can be a tool. I've heard from some people, though I don't have any experience in it, that they haven't been successful with tinnitus, with um, the Mm -hmm. ringing in the ear. And I have no Mm -hmm. idea why. I really don't know very much about tinnitus. It might be a very mechanical issue that's going on and um, maybe not as much of an emotional component. But Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm surprised with, I always see some sort of shift. You know, yes. at least with my clients, yes. so there, there's something that happens. It, it, pain, the pain usually goes away altogether. There's some people where they find, you know, I have a reduction on this, but in in the one session together, it hasn't gone away altogether. You know, maybe if they did six or ten sessions, it might. And certainly, yes. we can't ignore mechanical things. I mean, if someone breaks a leg, um, you know, the leg is broken, it's, it's going to sure. heal. Sure. But, but even he, in those cases, you can do it to reduce the pain and reduce. We put so much stress. You know, you talked about the the, the position of power with the older sister. Um, yeah. One of the things that I always work on with someone says to me, well, I was diagnosed with cancer. I was diagnosed with this issue, is to actually work on the trauma of the diagnosis itself. You know? Yes, exactly. Um, the stress in the yeah. body, the stress Very chemicals powerful. that flood into the body the second you're told you have cancer is extremely powerful. By someone who you hold as an authority. 
A- absolutely. If, I mean, there's... if it was a dog barking it to you, you'd say, ha, ha, ha. But because <laughs> yeah. it's a man wearing a white coat who we as a society have given a huge amount of authority to over us, I have a whole theory about how that happened, by the way. Sure. Um, you know, that's another story, Yeah. right? Yeah, and it can affect so us it becomes in, in massive ways. I'm so glad to hear that you work with that space. That's so important. And there's another um, layer to this that I'd, I'd like to bring up, which is that um, even modern medicine has recognized that stress is a major factor in most diseases, most diseases. So if someone, let's not say that it has an effect on cancer, but it may have an effect on the stress pattern that may have eventually led to cancer. So when we speak about repeat performances, so to speak, of such things as cancer, if we are helping to reduce or eliminate those stressors present in a person's life that may have brought on a certain condition, you have through the back door done a huge amount to heal the potential of cancer showing up again. Well, absolutely, absolutely, and it's and it's certainly a touchy subject, you know, because it's hard to say. You know, when we think about our emotions of creating disease and affecting disease, you know, I've been using the word recently that that my friend Chris Carr uh, shared with me, which is that we participate in our reality yes. or in our disease making process. Yeah, you know that yes. that we're a part, yeah. and let's just take some responsibility. I don't know if it's That's always right. fair to say, you know, you're 100% responsible, because that can be really tough to swallow. Oh, you know? I think that is a misunderstanding. Um, <laughs> yes. And and then what comes with that is guilt, shame, and more stress. So you know, exactly, what, exactly. What's it's the point? The wrong attitude, right? Exactly. exactly. No, and you know, like you said, doctors acknowledge it. The medical establishment acknowledges stress plays a huge role, but they don't know what to do about it. That's and they right. Can't they don't know a pill what that to handles do. it. So That's it's right. kind of like, all right, well, yeah. Re- I mean, doctors will say try not to be stressed, but I don't think they're sitting there going, <laughs> yeah. you know, you really need to get a hold of this because this is what's going to affect your healing. I mean, some That's there's right. some amazing doctors out there that are doing just that these days, but but a yeah, lot just don't have that education. Yeah. Right. They tell they instruct you not to, but they don't have the methodology to really That's instruct it. someone how to work with and reduce stress. And yeah. You're doing a lot more than reducing stress with this technique, of course. You're really clearing trauma, and I think that's much more fundamental to overall emotional and physical health. Yeah, and that's where I see the most lasting change. You know, certainly people can do the tapping to reduce stress. They feel better, and, hey, that's great. But where the real change happens is when you get to those baseline childhood traumas and and that's where you see people transformed you know that they just they're just a new person because they've literally changed their past i mean they've healed those old wounds that they've been carrying around for so long and now they can act and and react completely differently yes exactly well it's beautiful uh you're doing great work and i really appreciate the um the very forward stance that you have taken with this work and bringing it to the public in the ways you have through the film and through the book, and uh, you deserve all the kudos that are coming your way. That's Thank sure. you. That's very kind. Thank you. Absolutely, Nick. Your final words to our audience? Well, you know, um, I think hopefully people had a little experience where they did a little tapping and maybe felt silly for a minute or two, but felt a better, some shift. And, and the great thing about the process is that you can just try it. <laughs> you know, it's like... Give it yeah. five or ten minutes. Um, use it for a couple things. It, this isn't a practice where you have to say, spend the next 30 days doing this, and uh, right. and then you'll see if it works or not. You'll feel it in your body, and you'll see that something is shifting, and it, and it has the power to transform your life. Sure. Wayne Dyer, in your book, who I've known, I interviewed him many, many moons ago, said that he used it. I actually introduced him to a, a healing technique, an energy technique, technique back in the year 2000 that he he loved as well uh but he said that he's been using it and has gotten great results i think he said in one of the liners of your book Um, yeah he says put away your skepticism this really works (laughs) yes exactly exactly so in other words people will continue to use this 
um, as an ongoing, almost as an exercise on a, almost like a daily regimen. Is that so? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I um I tapped today when I was getting overwhelmed with everything that was going on and too much to do, and I found my brain going into a pattern of you know yeah. being stressed when it wasn't necessary, and I tapped and relaxed and sort of recalibrated. So um, you can use it as a daily maintenance tool, and then use it to um, approach the big challenges in life. Yes, exactly. Well, it's beautiful. Your website for the audience. Yeah, it's thetappingsolution.com. So just T H E, tapping T A P P I N G, solution.com. Beautiful, Nick Ordner. I just uh, thank you for being on the show today and uh, sharing your experience and your wisdom with us. Thanks for having me. It was a real pleasure. I'm so glad. We'll talk again another time. We'll we'll have you on the TV show sometime. Take care. Thank you. Excellent. Absolutely. My pleasure. Nick Ortner, the author of the book we have spent the time speaking about, The Tapping Solution, A Revolutionary System for Stress-Free Living. Revolutionary, but it's ancient, as he said, like the ancient Chinese wisdom of understanding the meridians, as well as in, in complement to modern psychology and understanding something about the way the mind works, the emotions work, and the brain works. So there's, uh, as I said earlier in the show, a deprogramming and a reprogramming. So there's a neutralizing, you could say, of effect. And when we have the intention to heal combined with the technique and the healing touch together, when you put these items together, boy, you are just increasing your chance for success. You know, we have a health care crisis in this country, and the cost has reached beyond, get ready folks, $3 trillion. Now a lot of that goes to drugs, a lot of it goes to administration, a lot of it goes to insurance. $3 trillion is an unspeakable amount of money. And if people were to simply get empowered around this idea of self-care and the tools are abundant we are fertile with them, such as EFT, the tapping solution, and self-massage, hands-on healing, eating well, drinking plenty of water, lifestyle changes, getting plenty of sleep. I know that's not popular in our modern society, but these basics, loving each other thoroughly and well, loving yourself thoroughly and well, having respect for life outside of you and inside of you. These basics can bring us so far, eating organic food, for instance, and leaving behind the, the chemical world, the chemical trail, if you will, of pesticides, herbicides, and insecticides, hormones, and beyond. These measures that we can all take in our own lives can literally and very thoroughly shift our own health of our physical bodies as well as our hearts, our emotions, and our minds. And we could reduce that mad number of three trillion to, I don't want to say almost nothing, but if you really do this kind of inner work, you can get to even the source of what causes an injury and an accident. Yes, we can go down deep into our psyche, into our memory banks that far and uproot those. And it was clear from what our guest today, Nick Ordner, was sharing with us in the employment of the tapping solution, EFT, we can get deep and down into our memory and clear what you could call the root or the core traumas. Wow. We can do a lot of this by ourselves. So I hope that was all interesting to you and you got a real education here. And certainly consider getting his book and seeing his film and tuning in to what's going on. If this kind of technique can help to clear the trauma of the parents in Sandy Hook, surely it can help with the rest of our lives in clearing the various issues we may have, as well as he made the point well 
our physical distress, discomfort, or pain. So that's it for today's show. I'm glad you joined us. Please, if you're not on our uh, newsletter yet, receiving the free one weekly that announces the weekly radio and TV shows, we're on every Wednesday at 6 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio and on MNN New York City on television every Tuesday night at 10.30. And you can access both of them from www.abetterworld.tv. This is your host, Mitchell J. Rabin. I'm so glad you're joining us again. We have so much fun. Every single week we have so much fun. And it's because you have decided to join. Thanks again for joining. And I look forward to seeing you all next week.